It is another beautiful Friday with Speaking for Him Ministries. I'm Dan Van Zalen, and here's our host, Andrew Gominson. Hello, Dan. It's great to be with you, and as we begin today, we are continuing on our series of Who is Jesus? Now, you know, if you've been listening for a while, that a few weeks ago, I started asking some important questions on the podcast. One of them was, Who am I? And we talked about that and how important it is to find our identity in Christ, which leads to the next important question, who is Jesus? Now, Jesus is so um, comprehensive as a person and as a being that he needed more. we needed more than one show to discuss it. So we've been discussing him, different attributes of him, on and off for the last several weeks. And today we talk about Jesus being the way to salvation. So, Dan, can you give us our quote of the day? And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12 And uh, so this one really puts it out there as simple as possible. Um, the uh, James and John uh, were being ridiculed for healing the lame man. This, mm-hmm. I always find a little bit of humor in this story because it says that the man was lame from his birth and that he was 40 years old. So the people, <laughs> the players in this story, they knew him. They knew he was a beggar. They knew he was lame. But their biggest complaint was how could they heal him and steal our popularity away from us? It didn't matter that this guy that was 40 years old and lame, so just a little older than I am, Mm-hmm. was now walking and leaping and praising God. That didn't matter to them. What mattered to them is that it was taking away from who they were as the religious leaders. Yep. And But the disciples say there's no salvation in anyone else but Jesus. And so that's a good way for us to start this conversation. So I'm going to just uh, talk about each of our individual top – each of our individual – uh, points for this show. Mm-hmm. And as I read a point, Dan will read the verse, and then um, I will talk about it a little bit, and then I'll ask Dan to interject every once in a while. So here we go. Belief in Jesus gives us salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. So this one again is is fairly straightforward, and I, and I, and I think that one of the things that we need to remember is uh, the, there's a common phrase that says familiarity breeds apathy. And I think almost every one of us knows John three sixteen. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's even in the end zones of NFL games. Very popular. But um, but sometimes we don't think about the real solid truth that's within it because Jesus is saying, hey, there's nothing you can do to earn salvation. All you can do is believe and you will be saved. And so I think it's important for us to go back to basics. There's a lot of different areas where people talk about going back to basics and never is it more important than than in our Christian faith. Indeed, He is our only mediator. Can you read the next one? Yes. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. First Timothy two five. Again, pretty straightforward, but basically what this one is talking about is the only mediator we need is Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross to give us full access to God the Father. 
Paul says, because of what Jesus did, we can say Abba, Father, which is just like saying Daddy. If you look mm-hmm. at the original language, Abba was what Je- who Jesus was crying out to when he was in the garden. Yep. He was just asking his father to take the cup from him. But if it wasn't possible, um, then he was willing to bear it. Yeah. So before we move on to the next one, do you have any thoughts on these first two points, Dan? Yeah. Uh, your point with Abba is kind of profound. Most people don't really think about that, that, that God said, because my son has died for you, I have adopted you. You are mine. Most people don't actually think about that, in part because we're so used to our earthly parents and their failings. Mm-hmm. But God says, you are my child. I will look after you. What What is more profound than that? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's important for us to realize, like you said, some of us who may be listening didn't have a good father. It's it's from our fathers that we learn for good or for ill who God is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fortunate that I had a godly father who showed me what God was like in a good way. But if you have had struggles with your own father, I just want to encourage you what God says in the Psalms. He says, I am a father of the fatherless and a defender of widows. Yep. So he will be a father to the fatherless. And my father, uh, my earthly father has experience with this because his dad died when he was four years old. Mm-hmm. But he tells us often, especially on Father's Day, that he really can sense that God did become his father in a special way because he was fatherless growing up. Yeah. So that's very, very important and very good that you um, brought that up. All right. Our third point is there is no middle ground in salvation. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3.18 Again, this is in this familiar passage of John chapter 3. And earlier in the chapter, Jesus tells Nicodemus, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus lays out this very particular way to come to God. Now there are many... um journeys that lead us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Many, if we, if we were to sit here and tell our personal stories, It'd take you, a while. Yeah, it would take a while, but you would hear different ways that Jesus got a hold of us, but it's the same Jesus. And Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And if you haven't chosen Jesus, then you've chosen against him. There's no, uh, where, where it says you can be, Halfway in and halfway out. You either have to be all in or you're all out. A teacher of mine used to say, if you try to not make a choice, you've made a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus is the change you need in the world. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 And the reason I chose that phrase, Jesus is the change you need in the world, is I heard that it's a familiar phrase, and I believe it's Gandhi who said, be the change 
you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And I resonate with that to a certain level, but he, but his belief system leaves out the important thing is that without God, we can't be any sort of change. Jesus mm-hmm. says, without me, you can do nothing. And so it's important for us to realize, hey, I can't uh, be the change without the power of God in me. And so Jesus is indeed the change that um, you need in the world. If you try to talk about something like that, but you don't have Jesus, you're nothing more than a clashing symbol. Oh, absolutely. That's a good point. And I I was um, just going to send this back over to you. So on these two points about being no middle ground and Jesus being the change that we need in our lives, do you have any additional thoughts, Dan? You are off to a good start. Um, on no middle ground, uh, going back to uh, when you mentioned that Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he said that unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. That stumped Nicodemus and it stumps a lot of people today because they just don't understand it. They either think it's like a physical rebirth, which is kind of impossible, or they try to, you know, logic their way out. But God's talking about a spiritual rebirth, which is seems to be something that most people seem to miss. Oh, absolutely. And and Jesus is always making physical analogies to try to help us understand what's going on. That's why mm-hmm. he said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the living water. I'm the light of the world because we understand why we need light, water, and bread. Oh, yeah. You know, and so when we put it in those terms, then we understand how much we need Jesus. And finishing up our discussion today, Jesus finishes what he starts. Be confident of this very thing, that which he hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6. All right. And this one, I think, is a good way to end this discussion. Obviously, it hasn't been exhaustive. We could have talked for much longer and come up with many other points that point to Jesus as the way. Pretty sure we could have talked about this all day. Yes, um, and that's the richness of the Word of God. But the reason I put this here is because a lot of times we think that we have to live the Christian life. We think that we have to do the right thing. We have to have the power. We just have to say no. And, we inve- and inevitably fall short and there, try it. And there is a certain element to it. God does have actions that he wants us to take. He says, put off the bad, put on the good in Colossians chapter 3. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate reality is that without his power, we would not even have a desire to put off the bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, in well, Rome, we wouldn't know any better. In uh, in uh, Romans chapter 1, it says no one is good. No one seeks after God. Now, if that's not convicting, I don't know what is. So it's only because of the spirit of God that um, we're able to even be here doing this podcast. But the cool thing is that Jesus finishes what he starts when he starts the work of salvation in your life, he's not going to leave you. Uh, I, I firmly believe that you can't lose your salvation because if I could, I would. I lose <laughs> a lot of things. But thankfully, Jesus says to me that he will finish what he starts. He who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And it's sometimes a rocky journey, sometimes a confusing journey, but it's always a good journey. And Indeed. I want to encourage you with that. Do you have any thoughts on this final verse? Yeah. Uh, 
For me personally, I can say honestly that Jesus is the most persistent person I know. There's a lot of times, especially when I've been by myself and away from family where I've, you know, walked off the cliff that is, you know, sin and despair and all the things that Satan wants to claw you down with. But can't lose Jesus. He's always there. He's never not there. Amen. And I, I think the psalmist put it that way when he said, if, if I ascend to the heavens, you are there. If I make my pet in hell, you are there. You yep. know, just the fact that you can't get away from God. Jonah tried it and he ended up in the belly of a whale. So, and God was still there. And God was still there. And, and Jonah actually cried out to God in basically a psalm or at least a prayer in the belly of the whale. I can only imagine what that must have been like. Um, oh, yeah. And then the interesting thing about Jonah is that the book doesn't really seem to end. No. He's kind of a miserable guy at the end as he is in the beginning. But uh, maybe when we get to heaven, we can ask him about that. I would be – I honestly would be interested in his story. So um, – but I hope that you have been benefited by this podcast episode about Jesus being the way to salvation and that if you are, you share it with your family and friends. It's available on my website, speakingforhim.com, totally free of charge. Make sure that you let people know and share this podcast when it is posted. Um, I think that's all I have time for today, but I ask that you would continue to listen and tell your friends because I'm sure we have some great new and exciting content coming to you in the future. All right, um, this is Andrew Gomison saying have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 